This is Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hardell. Toronto's News, Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Well, Merry Christmas to you, my friends. Happy post uh, Whatever your spiritual delights are, may they be filled with light and warmth and love and peace, my good friends. Uh, thank you for spending some time with Jack and I. Yes, indeed. I remember taking economics in high school. High school, which carried into, of course, university days. Uh, but in high school, economics teachers said economics is in everything. It is omnipresent. Uh, so, yeah, month of December, we still have to talk a little bit about money. And, uh, of course, spending is on the rise for the month. The time of the season to give, give, give. And, well, you shall receive as well. Jack and I are here to give. i uh, give you some money advice, free of charge. And uh, I think it's pretty darn good advice. Uh, if you don't believe me, just go, go to our website, wolfgangkline.com or thewolfonbaystreet.com and just take a look at what we have done for our clients. Yes, we have given and given and given. And, well, they in return give us even more hugs and love and uh, gratitude. It's a, it's a delight to have purpose in your life. And I truly believe I have purpose in my life. It is to help people like you build wealth. And uh, honestly, you want a high probable outcome? Slow, steady, Eddie wins the race. Uh, you want a basic guaranteed way to become rich? You start early and you save money regularly. Every paycheck, you should be putting money aside and buying good quality assets that appreciate in value. A lot of good stuff that goes up in value. That's the stuff you want to own. And uh, you need a partner to help you with that? Well, Jack and I are your partners, uh, always available to you anytime. Uh, we are blessed to have a wide net of intellect around us and uh, it's a complicated world and it's a complicated subject matter but it's a fabulous uh, subject matter that I treat as a game and I think if you treat your career as a game you play it better uh, Jack you're a hockey player uh, true or false uh, do you and you're coaching now um, I'm gonna pop quiz you again you little pop you're good at pop quizzes for okay. me <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you your hockey players your your team um, what's the name of your team that you're coaching right now York Simcoe Express. York Simcoe Express. Triple A team, 11-year-old kids. And I'm, I'm an assistant coach. So I, I open the door. The head coach does the... He deals with the parents. He does the difficult work. That's like uh, uh, dealing with the clients. But you're still, right? co- you're, <laughs> yeah. you're still coaching. And the kids are... Sorry, they're 11, correct? 10 years old. They're 10. And it's a triple A uh, outfit? It is. Very good. That, yeah. that, that's high-level hockey. Uh, do your kids play better when they're serious or when they're having fun? I'm going to say having fun, Wolf. You, ha- you have to have fun, but you also have to have purpose. you got to understand what your position is, what you're trying to accomplish, and how you're going to work together as a team to accomplish a goal. Very good. Well, I'm, I'm a big believer in having fun. And uh, I'm also a big believer in, in working with people who are better than you. Uh, and I, I take that from my, my skiing days. Uh, I used to love skiing with skiers who are better than I because uh, they would push me to be a better skier. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, George Ginarakis is joining us. He's an analyst with Canaccord. Very, very smart individual. Um, great credentials. And, uh, well, he's, he's, he's covering some very fascinating companies, including, of course, Tesla um, and Rivian Automotive, uh, companies like Plug Power, um, Generac. Uh, it's an interesting company. Uh, you know, and a few others. Uh, George, I want to thank you for spending some time with uh, Jack and I uh, as we head in towards the uh, holiday season. Uh, how are you? 
Doing great, uh, guys. Happy holidays, and thanks for having me on. Uh, your, your 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 darling stock Tesla has become very boring lately. Uh, it, it is not a story anymore. No one's paying attention to Tesla. They're watching the bond market. They're paying attention to interest rates, um, and a lot of names have really woken up. I look at George five hundred in a five hundred and seventy five charts every single day, and boy, a matter of thirty to forty five days. And Jack's looking at me in in a grand, knowing what I'm going to say. In thirty to 45 days, a lot of damage has been repaired. Um, Tesla, on the other hand, has gone sideways. And from a technician's point of view, it is it, it is a tightly coiled spring, I think, waiting to pop either up or down. Um, what do you think? Where's Tesla going to go and when is it going to have some action in either direction? Let's lay out the current debate and... Um outside of just the stuff that happens uh, in Elon Musk's personal life and the other business. Oh, that's a good, by the way, that's a good had. stuff. That's the stuff we really want to get on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that that's stuff that I, I'm not going to talk about. On the radio. Come on. Uh, no, it is no, hi-fi. No, no, we're allowed uh, to hi-fi radio. Um, no one's listening anyways. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the current debate around Tesla revolves around a lot of things, but the real, the really, really important thing for the stock will be how they guide Wall Street for 2024. And uh, look, they had a very difficult, from a, a pricing perspective, 2023. I mean, they had a, as you guys probably know, had to cut prices several times to keep volumes going. Uh, it was an effective strategy from a volume perspective, at least through three quarters, but it had its impact on gross margin. And that was very likely because of interest rates, you know, spiking and, and causing a lot of turmoil uh, in the market for for mid to high end autos. So uh, right now we're just waiting to see what they'll say about 2024 and uh, what volumes they expect, you know, what that might mean for margins going forward and ultimately what that means for earnings power. So. I would say that's really the number that matters right now. I mean, uh, people can draw their own conclusions as to what that's going to mean for margins. And they don't, at least they historically haven't really give, given a lot of guidance around that. So um, that, that'll that really impact the trading of the stock. I mean, they have, like, we could talk about the Cybertruck, which, you know, is very polarizing. We could talk about the robots. We can talk about um, all the, the, the next-gen vehicle. But just in terms of trading and what's probably going to bust the stock either higher or lower, it's going to be that number. The uh, guidance and, and how they lead Wall Street next year. Um, George, l- let me go back to simplicity. What, I, what, what has me perplexed uh, is the true valuation of Tesla. It's, I think, about an $800 billion company when you take all the stock and multiply it by the share price. It's called market cap, market valuation. I'm, I'm right. It was about $800 billion, isn't it? I think it was eight fifty dollars last I looked and pulled back yeah. a little. Uh, Ford, GM are roughly $40 billion each, roughly. Uh, Mercedes-Benz, that's one darn cool company. I think it may be a 50 or $60 billion company. I don't know. Toyota, maybe a hundred Bilski. Um, I still have trouble with the, just the overall valuation of uh, Tesla versus the entire industry combined. Um, how is, I'm surprised even holding these levels. Uh, there's obviously so much more to the story than an automotive company, I guess. Fill me in. Well, <clears throat> I've covered tech for, you know, before I covered sustainability, I covered tech for, you know, 20 years, mostly on a buy side here in Boston. And 
uh, I was I'm very blessed, I feel, that I got to witness many market transitions. And when I covered smartphones uh, many hmm. years ago, uh, Nokia and Motorola, or particularly Nokia, was you know sort of the king of the market. You know, forty percent market share and, and, and handsets, really the behemoth in the space. Yep. And uh, here comes Apple. You know, obviously a very innovative company led by a guy named Steve Jobs that we all know. Yep. And you know, many people, including myself, in the very beginning, were skeptical that Apple could be successful in the handset market. Hundred percent. Because because they didn't have you know the, the, you could for well, one thing you couldn't take the battery out and replace it, which still you know. <laughs> A little bit of a pain, but that was one thing that they had going against. They only had one model. I mean, why could you? How could you only have one model? You know, you need multiple models for different markets. All these arguments, you know, which some of which were frankly very believable. Now, if you look at Apple's market cap, it trounces by multiples what Nokia and Motorola were at the time, even inflation adjusted. Right? It's it's mm. completely set a different bar. Netflix disrupted CBS, disrupted a whole the whole media landscape. Its market cap trounced multiples, uh, uh, many of the companies that it usurped. For me, it, it, Tesla is exactly the same. And, and, and all I care about are, is earnings. You know, uh, with other companies that we cover, we have to be a little bit more creative, do things like discounted cash flow analysis, you know, EBITDA, EBITDA, et cetera. But for Tesla, you got, one, you got earnings. You got earnings power. And if you look at the earnings power of the company relative to the growth, it's incredibly compelling, and, and and the way we value it is relative to other companies in tech, whether it's Microsoft or Alphabet or Amazon. We just take the consensus, look at what they're growing, look at what Tesla's growing. Tesla's growing faster and cheaper. Now, you have to get over this hump, right? I, I referred to earlier how they cut their prices and their gross margins have been on, under a lot of pressure. But if you look out to, like, 2025 and you assume gross margins come back to a normalized place, you know, we're a little under $9 in earnings. And um, that's that the stock's two fifty. Yeah, paying a little over twenty five times, twenty seven times mm-hmm. for like this industry leader growing leaps and bounds for years and years and years to come. Like that's not that bad. Yeah, but it's, it's amazing how cheap. And th- th- this is friend, this is amazing. I'm going to share something with you. Wisdom: um, the best performing stocks are the expensive stocks, not share price, but on a earnings basis. And I'm going to share that with you because Tesla has performed a lot better this year and last year and probably the year before than GM and Ford combined. I'll go. You take the best of those two. I don't even know who it would be, but it's both is about the same. Um, no, then uh, they're so cheap. Uh, so cheap stocks, my good friends. Are there for a reason. Uh, GM and Ford, what they trade at about six times earnings, pay a big, fat, juicy dividend. And again, if I pull out a crayon and put an arrow on the direction of the share price, I'm going to say down. With Tesla, at least it's pointing sideways. Um, a lot of other uh, interest uh, in the marketplace right here, right now. Yeah, so expensive stocks, my good friends, is what you want to uh, honestly pay attention to. You will make more money. Uh, do you agree with me on that, George, in general? Certainly. I mean, valuation matters, you know, uh, but it's about growth. And, you know, many of the companies that we cover may look expensive, but they grow into those earnings, you know, and they and for a lot of them, for example, there's sometimes in in this life cycle of a stock and of a company, once growth stops accelerating or starts to decelerate, there might be a pause in performance. Uh, That's a very general comment. But, you know, Tesla has so much growth in front of it, whether it's just pure auto sales, whether it's enhancing gross margins through the sale of full self driving software, whether it's 
robotics, whether it's energy storage, like putting batteries on the grid. There's just so many vectors that you can try to model out long term that it's, you know, it's it's got durable growth and and they have a leadership position in the space that, you know, frankly, is unparalleled. Now, you know, with Rivian, it's a different story. And there might be like a break here for them to really be successful in the same market. Uh, but it's a, it's a different it's a different story. And they have a lot of market cap to grow into uh, Rivian does because just relative to where. The industry is going. But we're, we're speaking with George. We're speaking with George Generakis. He's one of our analysts at Canaccord. Very passionate analyst. Uh, formerly a tech analyst, now dealing with something called sustainability. I'm going to end the hit and go to commercial break. Come back to George Generakis with a fabulous quote from Wall Street. And you buy the mystery and sell the history. Stay tuned. Let's take a break. Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio on 640 Toronto. Invite you, my good friends. I invite you to Hi-Fi Radio. Indeed, as I said uh, prior to the break, you buy the mystery, sell the history. There's more juice in mystery. Uh, it, 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 it truly, truly is. Um, uh, new is very, very powerful on Bain Wall Street. The market loves new. As long as you, know, you just got to get enough people. It's like a snowball. Got to get that snowball big enough that you can throw it at you know someone and. Uh, Watch it grow, uh, run or push it down the hill and get bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, by the mystery cell, the history. George Generakis is with us. He's an analyst uh, at Canaccord, uh, working out of uh, Boston. Um, one day, Jack, you and I have to go to Boston and truly go to Cheers with George and sit down and have a beer. Sure. Did, was, was there a George character in the in, in Absolutely. Cheers? George. George, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we got him, folks. There you go. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> that was the funniest thing you said on Hi-Fi Radio all year, buddy. Well done. Uh, George, it's, it's interesting because you really uh, cover power. A company called Fluence, which basically makes battery walls. A company called Generac that, well, produces power uh, generators and uh Plug power, which is um, um, which is to, oh, it's uh, it's uh, George, help us out here. It's uh, hydrogen, hydrogen, hydrogen fuel cells. Hydrogen. Uh, yeah, Building for, for, a green hydrogen ecosystem. Yeah, yes, and yeah, plug is used primarily for forklifts, and, and, and which is highly subsidized in the U.S. now with uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. We want to have we haven't spoken about That's that, we, but we have that, that that lost color. Inflation Reduction Act was what a couple trillion dollars initiated by Joe Biden. It, it was it just woke up a lot of industries um but george let's go back to the the news of the week is the u.s central bank not raising interest rates anymore and 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 in fact discussing cutting interest rates up to three times next year um please i want you to explain to the audience the significance of a rate reduction in the land of technology It's a very big deal, and particularly for companies that we cover that we have to look uh, into the very, very long term. I mean, I'll give you an example. We cover a company called Aurora. Aurora uh, is making software for self-driving trucks in addition to some hardware, solutions, I should say. And they currently, currently don't make any money. As a matter of fact, they burn a lot of cash, right? So we have to look out several years and discount those cash flows back. 
mm-hmm. and you got to use a discount rate. So the higher the discount rate, yeah. uh, the smaller those cash flows look today. Mm-hmm. Right? Because just in theory, you, if you you know put $100 in the bank today and you get five, 6%, you, you'll make a lot more in 10 years than by, make that, by getting 4%. Mm-hmm. And so uh, those cash flows become smaller in the near term if the discount rate is higher. Mm-hmm. And so as that rate comes down, the valuation for these stocks goes up in the near term, just, just mechanically. Yeah, right? no, it's, it's amazing because how many sectors are affected by interest rates uh, in a bit of a parabolic fashion? And uh, th- that's something I learned this cycle. Uh, tech is like a long bonding. And friends, home, you're probably not going to totally follow what I'm saying, but uh, accept my word for it. Technology is like a long bond. And when interest rates move in either direction, uh, you see massive torque. So when they, and, and that's amazing because how tech got absolutely annihilated two years ago. Last, last year, last year, uh, when they began raising interest rates, it was the hardest hit sector. Hence, Nasdaq was down uh, 35, 40, 50 yeah, percent. Part peak? of that trade, no, no, was no, no, hold on. From peak, uh, how far did Nasdaq get smashed down? With a th- 35 down? Yeah. But, it, it, George, because it is amazing, um, the Dow Jones is in a is at an all time high. It is a new bull market. The SP 500 is about 2 percent from its previous high all-time high set two years ago. The NASDAQ is still down about 15%, maybe 10, 12% from its all-time high. Toronto down about 10% from its all-time high. Um, whereas China is, is, is making actually new lows. Europe making new highs. Uh, Western world making and flirting with previous highs. China trending lower. Uh is there a read-through in the electrification of the planet into China's slowdown with with interest rates pulling back? Um, it's certainly helping a lot of global economies. Uh, you are seeing the Dow make new highs. You're seeing uh, Europe, Germany, even Italy, I think, flirting with all-time highs. The UK off a little bit. But when I then, even Japan uh, is trying to best the highs it made back in, believe it or not, about 1986, 87, 88, 89, when the Nikkei was 38,000. It's about, I think, 34,000 right now. Um, but the one market that is not performing is China. Uh, and again, China is producing a lot of EVs. China was supposed to be part of the global growth engine. Um, is the Chinese market trending lower? What is the read-through in electrification, I guess, is my question to you, George. Um, look, so I think at the end of 2022, around that time, you know, there started to be um, some weakness in demand started to manifest itself in China. And you can actually see like a lot of the commodities related to EVs peaked at around that time or in and around the end of 2022, early 2023, uh, I think reflecting some of the weakness in, in EV demand in China. So, so far, you know, it's actually held in there okay, you know, relative to the peak. I mean, we're still not accelerating, but the growth, you know, the amount of EV sales that we have in China is, is fine. You know, I'd say actually the U.S. has you know, shown a, more pockets of weakness, weakness recently relative to China. But, uh, you know, the Chinese are incredibly successful in electrifying their vehicles, uh, more so than the United States. Uh, the companies from China, in my opinion, uh, will be the companies to contend with over the next, you know, call it 10 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. They're putting out a uh, good I product. I, no, I saw the product, a number of Chinese EV vehicles in Europe, and it looks like a really good competitive product. They're awesome. They're awesome, and which you know, I've, I've driven. It was, it was a surprise to me 
uh, the build quality, <clears throat> how, how excellent it was. So George, you talk and, about uh, you talk about the uh, the pockets of weakness in the electrical vehicle rollout in the U.S. Uh, just this mm-hmm. week, I think Ford Lightning said that they're going to be scaling back production. That's important. Uh, That's very important. I would say Tesla's got the Cybertruck going on, but it seems like there are pockets of weakness, as you said. What is holding back uh, the EV rollout, the electrical vehicle rollout, and, and why is it sort of stalled in here? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question, and it's something that we wrestle with and noodle on. Particularly after in Q3, you know, the earnings call, I've covered Tesla for a long time, and that earnings call was the, one of the most dire or the most dire that I've ever heard. You know, he's very, obviously very controversial at times, yells at analysts, does what he does. Uh, but this one, he just sounded a little bit more downbeat than normal. And, you know, I suspect that it's not necessarily just an EV issue, but it's a high-end, mid-to-high-end vehicle issue. Spikes in interest rates cause de- issues with demand, you know, uh, for, for for all the things that are interest rate sensitive, whether it's homes or or vehicles. So I don't know if it's necessarily an issue with EV demand as much as it is an issue with high-end vehicle demand. And um, there may be a little bit of EV mixed in there just because if there's one thing that's – you ask the question, what's holding back even more EV adoption? Well, I just had my Rivian delivered. I love it. Oh, really? I'm, I'm in love with my yeah, – I'm in love with my vehicle – However, you know, I'm a father uh, with two girls, and uh, my wife and I, we have two vehicles, and I don't think we could go 100%, like, switch to two EVs. For now, I'm going to keep it at one, just because, you know, we, we travel for basketball tournaments, and if I had to go super far, you know, three, 400 miles, I'm not sure I want to put up with the charging experience uh, on the road. I've had that experience just this week or a couple of weeks ago. We had we were down in Detroit, and a friend of mine has an electric vehicle. And I said, "Oh, you didn't take the electric." He said, "No, nope, not for a trip like this. I'm going with the internal combustion the, engine." The, there's a new line out there. I think they're calling it travel stress or charging stress. That's on ad for it uh, to avoid charging. Like apprehension. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. Um, the question I would have with that though is, you say you have a Rivian, uh, which is obviously a truck for uh, for listeners out there. Um, Truck adoption, because I, I see truck adoption as sort of one of the last ones to be accepted because, you know, you're talking about farmers or industry. Uh, they rely on internal combustion engines to get where they need to go and, and get a, I'm going to say, more torque uh, for their to get their job done. Called do pay, payload. Yeah. Do you see uh, an issue with truck adoption in particular? No. I mean, look at, for example, just look at the, I'll switch to Cybertruck for a second. Obviously, you've got to like the car. First, the way it looks before adopting it and buying it. And so charging, long-distance charging issues aside, the Cybertruck, for example, beat the Porsche 911 off the line while carrying a Porsche 911. I read that. That was a good piece, man. That's a good piece. I saw I mean, every, yeah, that was good. It, good writing. It was very good. Yeah, there's no it's question. It's incredible. Has, you know, it's, it's got... Uh, it's, but you know what? I, I think Jack's right. The, the F-150 consumer... Uh, mm-hmm. That consumer, I believe, um, is a little more rural, certainly blue-collar as well, and um, they like combustible. They're used to combustible. They're comfortable with combustible. Uh, There's even part of Quebec... That 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 is that that has just been granted uh, grid into its neighbor. There was, it was completely off the grid. Part of Quebec, they were fighting with uh, Quebec Hydro forever to have that part of the town put on the grid. Um, so, so I can certainly see some apprehension. But Ford, Ford's obviously recognizing it. They 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 they're not getting the adoption of its Lightning. Uh, 
you know, Coke, New Coke, uh, Pepsi, Pepsi. I don't know. That's because the car stinks. That's why. It's not the same. Oh, the lightning. You, you don't like the lightning? No. It, look, buying a, a vehicle like a Rivian or a Tesla that was built from the ground up for electrification is different than buying a car where the ing- the ICE engine was pulled out and, and a battery put in. Right. Like The software is not the same. The experience isn't the same. The, the, it's just a different vehicle. I mean, Ford's a, a nice company, and they, that is an incredibly well, uh, well-selling vehicle. Oh, well, it's but their it's vehicle. The they, they, that's what Ford has, the F-150. Uh, Coke had Coke, and then they tried new Coke and back to, went back to Coke. Then they came along with okay. Cherry Coke. Do you ever try that stuff? No, I haven't. <laughs> Buffett likes it, though. Buffett, he, he, drinks, it, he yeah. drinks Cherry Coke. <laughs> Hilarious. You huh? know, for as many hamburgers and as Cokes as that guy drinks, which is not supposed to be good for you, he's, he's doing just fine. <laughs> well, it finally caught up with Charlie, I'm going to say. Uh, George Interactus, uh, thank you. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, I hope things are good in Boston. I w- if I don't speak with you, Merry right. Christmas to you, my friend. Uh, and uh, next, right. time you, next time you come up to uh, the uh, Toronto uh, uh, Mega Headquarters for uh, CG, uh, do come by and uh, see Jack and I. we got some uh, Wolf on Bay Street swag we want to share with you, all right? Thank you. I'd love to do that. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Th- thank you. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and... Uh, be joined by a very uh, entertaining, comical, yet serious and intelligent individual named uh, Jamie Carrasco. Uh, he's a gold bull. All right. Uh, they're always a treat to speak with. You want to hang around for this one? Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's more Hi Fi Radio in a moment on 640 Toronto. There we go. Little bongos. Santana, my good friends. Just the hits on Hi-Fi Radio. Yep. Hit guests as well. Jamie Carrasco. Uh, he's my Latin American friend. Santiago, one of our producers, also Latin American. Uh, little Latin hour. Latin music's great. Ooh, yes, indeed. It is so romantic. It is so fun. Uh, Jack, I think you should uh, you know, consider some Latin dancing lessons. You'd enjoy it. So it's a tango, Jack. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you. I'm sure you dance well, Jeannie. Um, I think I do. I see. I bet you do. Now, can you dance on your boat when you're up in uh, what is it, Georgian Bay? No, it's not big enough. I need gold at five thousand before I can do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jamie Carrasco, uh, perennial uh, gold bull. But for a reason, uh, it's all about where you come from. Uh, true or false, Jamie? Uh, partly true. So share and with us. Share, share, yeah, share, share with us why you are, are, are in, in love or, should I say, uh, have such distrust for government. Uh, it's not, well, that's because I'm Latin American. And, you know, we, we tend to have volatile governments. But more importantly, it's my background on the credit side. You know, gold is money, all else is credit. And that's been the mantra of money for 4,000 years. I had to buy Something a safe. I, I had to buy a forgotten. safe for my house to, to to store an old grandfather's gold watch and a, a few uh, gold rings that I had lying around. Uh, buying a safe is a bugger, by the way. But that's what you have to do when you when you have gold. Whereas currency today is digital. Uh, you know, when I leave the parking lot here from Chorus Entertainment, I'm going to tap my credit card to exit the building. I love that. 
Can you imagine using yeah. gold coins to get out of the, out of the garage? Little chip but up. it won't work when Rogers goes down. Hey, just, just for fun, just for fun, friends at home. You know, it's just it's the season. Um, pieces of eight. Uh, the history behind that phrase is very, very cool. And that was, by the way, a Styx album as well, if you recall. Uh, it is hi-fi radio. We can talk about music every now and then. But pieces of eight, they used to, um, chance to take a, a full coin and just take up a little bit of the outside of it and, and, and collect that and then create gold out of it just by chipping and, 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 and nipping eh? from the edge of a coin. So this, you see these irregular coins now, and I think that's all part of our, they can be in pieces of eight. Uh, and, and, then, and then debasing as well was part of that. As well, well, debasing is why Jamie's on the show. Right. Uh, it's all about debasing currency, print, 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 print. Um, that, know, that was taking precious metal currency and actually putting base metals to replace. Hey, Jamie, let me ask you, Jack, you brought it to my attention. Our former Bank of Canada governor... Mr. Mark Carney, Mark Carney uh, running for the Liberals, rumor, just just a rumor. Um, what do you think, Jamie? Would he do a good job uh, with the printing press, or would he reduce the debasement of the Canadian dollar? You're always talking about the U.S. dollar getting debased. What about the Canadian dollar? Well, look at our debt to GDP. You know, look at the debt we each have, and our government doesn't have any gold. We sold it all. We have, we have Canada, so has is, no, uh, Canada has no gold, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's in the hills. It's, it's, it's in BC. There's some in BC. He's got to dig it out. Best place for oh, it. Right? That is the best, the best place for it. Just leave it where it is. What, are you going to take it out and then put it back? That's what Buffett says gold miners do. Well, so we can sell it to the Chinese and everybody else. Um, what's the, what's the, yeah, no, but China, Jamie, stay, stay with me here. Uh, Jack and I, every morning we're in bright and early, but you know, I, I literally turn the lights on in the building when I get in best time to work when no one's around and traffic's a little lighter in the city. Sort of. It's amazing. I'm, I'm hitting traffic on the gardener at six forty-five in the morning when I get into the city. It's on dump truck after dump truck after dump truck. And, uh, cause not office people, it's, it's all construction workers going on, which is fine, but, uh, it's tough. Uh, but anyways, we are, uh, you know, flirting here with, uh, uh, with charts and Dow Jones all-time high S&P 500 2% away from its all-time high the Toronto stock market about 10% off its peak uh, but moving in the right direction NASDAQ has had an incredible year uh, what up 38% this year but still mm-hmm. about 10% away from its peak uh, Japan is trying to wake up. Uh, the Nikkei, you know, flirting with about 33,000, 34,000, about 15% away from its all time high. Uh, Germany, new high. I think France, new all time high. Um, but China is going the other direction, it is pointing lower. Um, so let's talk about China for a second. How do they view gold? Um, and they were one of the largest holders of U.S. Treasuries. By the way, if you don't know what a treasury is, it's a government bond dated beyond one year. U.S. Treasury bills are called this AAA rated safest asset class. Uh, and foreign governments have to hold them because ultimately most things internationally trade based off of not gold, not Bitcoin, the U.S. dollar. Uh, you don't like to hear that, Jamie, but it's true. Oh, yeah, maybe the euro. Like, come on. It's the U.S. buck. Copper, gold, net gas, even Bitcoin trades in the U.S. dollars. Uh, so talk about China, talking about their position uh, on gold and their position on U.S. treasuries. Well, even gold trades in U.S. dollars. I think what's important is that gold Correct. is trading against the U.S. dollar is the key because we're back up to 2000 and we have hit 2150, you know, over Sunday night a while ago. So I think eventually gold is going to break above and we're going to be into all time highs. But to me, the true opportunity is the valuation in the producers right now because nobody owns them. Right. So I think it's inevitable that gold's going to go higher because look at what the Fed said. They're ready to start lowering interest rates or stay put. They're not going to race anymore. 
and look at the rollover of debt, like uh, the, 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 the Treasury is borrowing $700 billion to get the government into year-end. So that's a lot of money, and that money isn't there, you know, plus funding two more wars. So whichever way we look at it, they're going to continue to inflate in terms of printing more money, sorry, devalue the, the currency. That's inevitable, uh, and that's happening globally. Uh, yes, China is in trouble. They're going to inflate. They're going to continue to, to print money. And that trend is why gold in, in, in all currencies is higher, except the U.S. dollar. Uh, right? And that's, that's about to start. It is a show about money. It's Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, I'm a portfolio manager, along with my partner, Jack Hartle, who's also a portfolio manager. And uh, uh, we do a very good job helping clients build wealth uh, in a guaranteed fashion. It's called Slow Steady Eddy of quality uh, and of process and with discipline and with a foresight um, and yet being nimble and tactical. Wow. Uh, Jamie Carrasco, he's a portfolio manager as well, uh, sits uh, just around the corner from Jack and I, and uh, I love having him in the office. Uh, I'm trying to mandate him back in every day, but well, he, he lives out of market, so why not? Technology allows him to operate wherever he wishes, which is kind of cool. So tune to High Five Radio will help you build wealth and guess what? Life on your terms. Good deal, eh? Stay tuned. Want to make more money? Stay tuned for more Hi-Fi Radio on 640 Toronto. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Jack, your request. Over to you. That's a great song, Wolf. And the cost for the 12 days of Christmas, (laughs) $46,000. Slightly up from last year, which is actually a good segue for Jamie. Back up, back up. To to, to fulfill the 12 days of Christmas, your estimate is $46,000. That's according to Google. It's not my estimate. Is chat, did, you, did you chat GPT that? I did not. It's, it's, no. but it's That's very 2023, though. Wow. $46,000. Yeah. I wonder how old that song is. I wonder what the original cost is. Does, does it tell you that? I don't know that. We can look what? it up, I'm sure. $46,000. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What do you think of that, Jamie? Talk In to us. dollars or today's dollars? Today's dollars. Today's dollars. Well, no, well, yeah, today's dollars, right. So that's all about inflation. That's the segue to Jamie. Where is inflation going, Jamie? It's starting to, we're not getting deflation, but we're getting disinflation. So things are starting to cost, not less, but they're not going up quite as quick. Correct. They're leveling off. That's for sure. That's for sure. Which is another reason why they can lower rates now, right? right? And stimulate some more. The problem is, is that you can't have a, a regular economy without stimulus. How long is that going to go on? Right. So it's becoming a Latin American thing. That's why I love it. <laughs> Everybody should be speaking Spanish, right? Eventually, you get to the point of Argentina. At what point do we hit that? I don't know. But at some point, it's going to hurt. That's all I know. That you can continue to solve that bad problem with more debt on an ongoing basis. We haven't paid off any debt. We just continue to accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. Now, again, but the debt is being serviced and can be serviced as long as the economy grows. Uh, that is the argument. The American government does not default on its debt. And, Jamie, I want to throw something back at you. Uh, again, U.S. Treasury bills are debt, okay? You, you buy one of those, you are lending the U.S. government money. Uh, it does have a near AAA credit rating. It is 
truly therefore one of the safest investment in uh, in uh, vehicles internationally it trades around the clock it is liquid it is fluid um it has been well vetted uh and as such uh it, it, it is a tried and true place to to, to park and store value um for the for the very that. for for the most part i'm gonna flip it around here in canada uh some 700 billion dollars has moved its way into gic's 700 billion I, i'm gonna add to that statement retail historically gets it wrong. They buy at the wrong time. They sell at the wrong time. And so with retail historically moving money into the GIC market, now they have locked their money up for a period of time. And when that piece of paper matures, they're now going to be faced with lower interest rates. And they thought they bought a safe vehicle, and perhaps they did, but if they go over the $100,000 of insured protection, it's no longer safe. It becomes a very suspect vehicle, I shall add to it. Whereas the U.S. Treasury market is AAA rated back by the U.S. government who can tax its citizens if it needs extra cash. Um, Jack and I put on a trade, Jamie, and again, I, I'm knocking on wood. I hope this is more than just melamine this kind of Sounds like there's some wood around here somewhere. I'll just knock on my head. There's lots of wood there. Uh, I don't want to jinx the trade, but 30 days ago, Jack and I said, it's time in our career for the first time in 22 years to buy the U.S. Treasury bond. We bought the long bond. Uh, Jamie, we nailed the bottom within 3%. And in 30 days, that safe trade, similar to a GIC, but it's actually backed by a government, is up 13%. And that's a capital gain, which means that's almost equivalent on a net tax basis. That bond trade that we put on in, in uh, a month ago, uh, 30 days later, is equivalent of holding a GIC net of tax for four years. Four years in one month. Uh, and, and that's, again, where I, I, I continue to believe, Jamie, you and I and Jack, we have a lot of work to do because uh, so many people out there need our help, and we can truly add a lot of value to their overall net worth statement. Then I'm going to be safe and make my 4%. But there is so much more to it than that. There's a read through on all this stuff here. I'm not denying that. And I'm not denying that. I'm also happy to be able to park some of that cash in higher yield. Right. I'm not denying that. All I'm saying and I continue and I'm not telling everybody to put everything in gold. Fair enough. I keep what I keep saying is, is that it's got to be a consideration because right now it is the least owned sector of all at 0.2 percent ownership. Point two. So less than one percent, a fifth of one (laughs) percent of what global wealth is in is in gold. Of Western wealth. Okay. well, so I'm going to then add to it. That means a number even lower than that is in crypto. Probably uh, half. Yeah, cri- crypto, is still, crypto is smaller than gold. We know that. Uh, we had uh, Skirka on, Dean Skirka from Bitbuy. Yeah, but I wouldn't compare the two, though. Right? And, and that's that's the thing because well, can can't you, you, there's, there's similarities. There there is it's, it's an alternative asset class. It's for people who are concerned about the printing of money, uh, who, who want to remove themselves from government control. Uh, something that's global. So Gold's global. I have one question for you. Mm. One question: Why are central banks around the world buying it like crazy? Buying what? Crypto or gold? Gold. The demand for physical gold around the world is going through the roof for the last number of years to the point that inventory levels are at all time low. But yet, right, that's why the prices of gold in all other currencies are going through the roof. Even in Canada, we're sitting at, what, $2,700 Canadian? You, you know, right. the irony is, Jack gave me a good sheet, and it's actually just, just a summary sheet of market moves as of December the 11th. Martin Robert, our quant strategist, uh, the TSX, uh, 10-year return, 7.6%. 
The Venture Exchange. It's where all the miners are in Canada. 10-year compounder return, minus 5%. The NASDAQ, 10-year return, just under 15%. The Dow Industrials, 10-year return, 11%. The Global All-World Index, ex-United States, up 1%. Let's move down. Uh, this one gets very, very interesting. Lumber, 10-year return, even. Oil, 10-year return, minus 3. Gold, 10-year return, plus 5. Oh, that's good, Jamie. That's okay. You got a fiver there. Um, what about the bond market 10-year return, Jack? Is it on here? Yes, it is. 10-year government bond, Canada, down a half a percent compound. 10-year U.S. bond, down 1.2% compound. Um and I'm going to say to my friends now at home, in terms of the bond market, you, I don't think in history you've had a 10-year negative return on bonds ever. Uh, you may have. I don't think so. But sure. I do know that bonds, and, and were, no, here bond. bonds were down three years in a row. They're probably up this year now uh, based on the most. No, not yet. They're actually flat. They're flat, they're flat now, yeah. Positive, but they're getting close. And, then, and they're probably going to go positive. But the question is, is the trend of higher rates going to go, continue at some point? Because don't forget that they drain the SPR. There's a lot of inflationary pressure still to the to people's bottom wallet. The 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 Thanksgiving dinner was more expensive. Oh yeah, like energy has come down. Well, oh, food inflation is that one's one's real with us. Energy. Yeah, right? Medicare's up, education's up, everything is up. Okay, Medicare in Canada you can't count. get so it's zero. I'm gonna say it's zero because you can't get it. Uh, that, that's a whole no, other. You US cannot numbers. buy healthcare in Canada. That right. one actually is very very frustrating to me. Uh, when you see people build some serious wealth in Canada, they just leave. They become expats uh, for good reason. <laughs> Yeah, we got to be more competitive on the tax base. I have to say, a different story nonetheless. But as, a, as, as governments take on more debt, uh, eventually that debt has to be serviced. And as I said, they go back and tax people. They can't tax the poor. They don't have anything to give. So they end up taxing the rich. Uh, Jamie makes the point, though, with central banks buying gold. Uh, which central banks are buying gold? And, Jamie? All of the non-breaks. It's the Western that are selling them to the non-Western central banks. Hmm. Right, and then we're completely underestimating whatever the BRICS are going to do, and what's happening with Saudi Arabia and the sales of energy, which are going to be trading against the petrodollar with the petroleum contract, which is gold convertible. Jamie right? Carrasco, uh, my Latin American buddy, uh, thank you. Merry Christmas. How do you say Merry Christmas? Please never die. There, there you go. Uh, yes, I should have remembered that my kid did that. There you go. Now you got me dancing. Thank you, Jamie. Money issues, money opportunity. Call us. We're here for you. So you nothing to worry about. Just call Jack and I. Uh, WolfOnBayStreet.com, WolfGangKline.com. That's how you can find us. And it's, it's a privilege uh, to uh, spend some time with you. Uh, I want to thank you. And uh, we'll be back with you next Saturday right here on 640 Toronto on the show's Hi-Fi Radio. Enjoy. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hardell, Portfolio Managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any questions about money, email wolfandjack at wolfgangkline.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. Join us again next week.